Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Cal Clutter, we're still back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start that again? No. Screw it. <laughs> oh, Welcome goodness. to episode three of our second season. Uh, I'm your host, Mac, and joining me, unfortunately, today is my usual co-host, Paul, and the silver-tongued devil himself, Keith. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Mac. Sorry, that was such a terrible start. Um, (laughs) Today is January (laughs) 17th. Hockey's still back. We're going to talk about it. Did you know, and actually Paul should know at the very least because we talked about it last week, uh, this is the very first podcast we've ever done with actual regular season games to talk about. I didn't know that, yes. That was pretty wild. Because pretty wild. For like a year. I mean, does the plan count? Last season? Uh, that's not regular season. That's fair. Um, yeah, so we're going to overreact to a bunch of stuff. Largely uh, North Division related, but there are some other things. One of them I'm very excited about. Uh, we got our hit segment back, our fantasy draft, and a mystery trivia, which frankly... Uh, isn't going to surprise anyone. But for starters, our opening question. Heading into training camps, guys, all these guys have said they're in the best shape of their life. I mean, they better be. They had like a year off. What else are they going to do? But I pose the question, who is in the worst shape of their life? So basically, we're going like James Harden style? I mean, he could be a potential answer. Um, See, that kind of want I want that to be my answer but because for hockey it's always harder to tell because like you, they have equipment on <laughs> that's an acute observation Paul thank you I think okay Paul if you need more time I can I can fill in I've got an answer locked and loaded oh please go so this player he may actually be one of the best athletes in the NHL but the mustache on Austin Matthews makes me really want him to just be in horrible shape. I cannot believe someone with that mustache is an elite <laughs> athlete. I mean, I was going to say I do have a similar mustache to him. I said what I said. Um, but it, it, it is worth noting that your your statement is at the very least at this moment, like 50% true. I, I'm not an elite athlete. See, um, I, have, I have a terrible answer. And I'd like to preface this with I'm sorry. Um, Henrik Lundqvist is definitely oh, in the worst shape of this. Wow. Okay. Horrible. Can we say? Can I say that we're very happy that surgery went well, and we hope to see him back very, very soon next season uh, to compete for the cup. I'm sorry. I don't talk to you anymore. I'm sorry. I feel so bad. This has been such a bad start to the episode for me. I think we should just restart altogether. Paul. Should we just move on? <laughs> no, I've taken the weight off of you. Come on, pick someone. Um, Phil the Thrill is still available. I'm going to say, yeah, that seems like such a cop-out, though. Like, he's actually had a pretty surprising start to the season. He's got three goals in his first two games. That's, that's good. For an Arizona team that's surprisingly okay so far. Um, we'll call him elite since this is our this is our overreact episode. Ah yes. Um, I had someone in mind and then I got distracted by Phil Kessel. All right, I, I suppose we'll just call it done for Paul's sake. All right, Thank so uh, some good answers, some terrible answers. Uh, we won't talk about it. 
on to hockey news. Um, let's start with, I guess, the Leafs. They started with a sloppy two-goal comeback against Montreal in what was in a super entertaining game. Uh, then they got manhandled by an Ottawa team projected to come last. And then they, they controlled an Ottawa team projected to come last and still beat them by just one. Let's start with just looking at the Leafs. Paul, is there a goaltending controversy? Okay. I've been mulling this over since, like, the wow. Montreal game. Well, yeah, since, even since you hadn't that. Since you hadn't seen Jack Campbell play yet. Yes. All right. But, like, last season is definitely part of it, too. Mm-hmm. So I saw um, – I can't remember who it was on Twitter, so I apologize. But they so- showed, like, a graph of Frederick Anderson's stats, and there's, like, a huge gap where he had that groin injury, I think, last season. And then after that, his stats were just horrendous and still are. So I don't know if, like, maybe that's something that's taking a toll. Someone compared it to, like, when Schneider had um, – I think his, like, hips were acting up, and that's when – his career kind of went off the rails. So maybe it's a lingering injury thing. You would like to think that's not the case with so much time off, but there's, I don't know. I'm so conflicted with this. And I was talking to you, Mac about it. And even my girlfriend, it's tough because we're only three games in and normally, you know, you shouldn't write off a goalie based on two performances early in the season with no, no preseason games, you know, it's, it's a different year, but the fact that it's been also part of last year concerns me. Jack Campbell looked really good. I don't know if that's part of it being Ottawa on a back-to-back. The defense just looks better playing in front of him. I don't know. There's so many different ways you can go about it, but in a shortened season like this, you can't afford your goalie to give up bad goals. And Freddie has done that. And that's your job is to stop the puck. It's pretty simple. And he hasn't been able to do it. You have to make timely saves. Sometimes that's unfair. But you look at last night, Campbell came up with a huge save, I think, on that five on three. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Timely save. Kept him in the game. Because that was the to tie it up, I think, right? That would have been, yes. Yeah. Timely save. They kept he kept you in the game. Awesome. Freddie lets in a weak goal, which either puts you behind or is to tie it up. And then it seems like he makes those timely saves when it's almost too late. So I don't want to write Freddie off. I want him to be good. He's a leaf. He's been here for a long time. Obviously, I want him to succeed. But in this shortened season where you're playing the same teams over and over where every point matters, I think you might have to give Freddie, one more shot. See how he plays Monday. And if it's a stinker again, ride the hot hand. Keith? Well, like, since this is an overreaction episode, I'm not going to go with the real answer that Paul yeah, mentioned, that Thank it's a, a too small sample size to say so far. And yeah, Paul's exactly right. Like, there were a few goals in the first Ottawa game and even the second one, like the one-timers from Shabbat and Stutzla, that, okay, most goalies are going to let those in. But especially in the first game, a lot of that can be boiled down to the Leafs are still in it if Freddie comes up with a few more saves. I feel like Jack Campbell is going to have a uh, much larger role than we originally anticipated if Freddie keeps struggling. 
I, yeah, I will back Keith up on a number of points that, yes, this is definitely the overreaction thing. So we are definitely, we're going to ignore small sample sizes. Screw that. And yeah, I saw some interesting like takes and I don't know if I ascribe to this degree uh, within the goaltending controversy, but that like after the first Ottawa game, Freddie's quote was something along the lines of, you know, we've got to be better or some, something like that. And after the, the offense one, too, like you can come, we can come back in games. I was never really worried about it or something. Yeah. Something like that. And then with Jack Campbell after the win and, you know, uh, two goals against performance, he said he can be better. Thankfully his team was amazing. And that there's some sort of, you know, people prefer to play in front of Jack Campbell. I don't know if I agree with that. I think Freddie's that seems like a cherry pick on quotes. I, I I don't yeah. And even though this is an overreaction, like I know, it's just the worst part is that Freddie also struggled last season. That's what's getting to me more. And again, I want him to succeed. I don't think they should give up on him. I saw people saying, you know what, trade him. Give him to Edmonton. Like, no, <laughs> that's an overreaction. I'm just saying that Freddie needs to be better, and I think he can. He's shown it before. But Campbell looked good, and I don't think it's a controversy. I just think it's maybe – it could be a good problem to have. Start Campbell a couple more games, you kind of push Freddie. I don't know. I don't know either. But we're dang excited to find out. Now, at least still do come out with a, with a couple wins here. That top line looks pretty good. Matthews will probably win the scoring title. Again, let's overreact. I would like to put something out there. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to be proud of it. Because I kind of called it last week, but I'm going to double down and even like double down like further. I'm Whatever, I'm going to take it another step. Ottawa's going to make the playoffs. Down. Man. Yeah, okay. before, before I throw to either of you guys, in all seriousness... I could see a world where that happens. Now, I'm going to overreact here, so I'm going to say it's confirmed. But there is, like, a legitimate, like, I would call it, like, 25% shot that they make it, depending on how things break. But anyway, back to overreacting. DJ Smith is probably the best coach in the league. I don't see how Matt Murray doesn't win the Vesna, and Thomas Shabbat might be a Norris contender. But all the all they did is buy in. They got a really young, exciting team. They're really brutally annoying to play against. Holy, I Ottawa is is very intriguing. Keith, I agree entirely. I think it's well within the possibilities out there that Ottawa somehow finds a way into the playoffs. I just want to like, are we switching to Ottawa? Can I start talking about them yet? Yeah, yeah, do it. I really love Josh Brown and Eric Goodbranson so far. They are not as advertised as these big, slow, can't-handle-the-puck-at-all liabilities. Like, they have just been perfectly reliable on the back end, and they have doled out a few big hits. They've been fine on the PK. Yeah, they haven't played perfect games, but that's why they ended up in Ottawa in the first place, and they are doing way better than people were originally criticizing when they were acquired by the team. You know, Ottawa some gives me, like, this weird pseudo-Toronto 2017 vibe with all the young kids, but then also I think that's the same year, actually, Vegas 2017, like, all the outcasts and misfits, like, Pocket and Coburn just didn't work into the Tampa finance system. 
you, like you said, Josh Brown, Eric Goodbranson, these guys had ended up in Ottawa as opposed to maybe chose Ottawa as their number one choice, right? I feel like all these guys have a chip on their shoulder. And then if you got Brady Kachuk, who's just so charismatic, leading he reminds you. me of a young Corey Perry. Oh, don't say that. In a good way. <laughs> I know. But honestly, like they could, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they made the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And Nick Paul, oh my goodness. He That's is a made up name. Thank you. Um, he is looking like the Spezza trade all those years ago was finally worth it. He is going to be a full-time NHLer this season. He is looking faster, stronger. And honestly, in the first two games, he reminded me a lot of Mark Stone. Wow. Oh, I mean, we're overreacting. I mean, yeah, Mark Stone light. Absolutely. Coming your way. Nick Paul. Have you ever heard of him before? No. Did you ever hear Mark Stone, though, until he randomly just became the best player in the NHL? Kind of, no. Yes, but... No, shh, shh, shh. I've been rooting for Nick Paul for so long since he got drafted. Is it? It's literally just because his name. Like, okay, yeah. Was... My younger brother's name, Nick. Well, Nicholas, but Nick. And my name, Paul. So, like, I just thought it was cool. All right. Nah, nice. <laughs> we'll, A pro we'll Nick pro- Paul podcast. We'll probably come back to the Leafs and the Sens. But for right now, I really want to talk about this. Now, it's going to be coming out next week. So, maybe you're listening to the podcast, and I don't know if it's out yet. But either way, uh, it's our... EA 2021 simulation for the season. Now I'll 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 spoil something. The Penguins come last. Something I did not realize, gentlemen. The Penguins cannot use their own draft pick this year. Oh yeah. So they thank you Pittsburgh. Yeah, they traded their first rounder to uh, Minnesota for Zucker. Then they had like the option to defer last year or trade it or uh, or or use it. Sorry. And they opted to use it for the means of sending it to Toronto for Casperi Captain. So no matter what, this year, Minnesota gets the Penguins pick. And the Penguins looked like dog crap against the Flyers. Aside from Crosby's goal. Aside from that ridiculous knock it out of the air and then one-handed in. Is this the end of the Penguins era? It might be. They really remind me of last year's Sharks. Like, I was going to say that, yeah. They are an older team, very questionable goaltending, and just a lot of huge contracts that are going to be hard to move if they decide to go that way. And, like, they definitely still have, like, the pieces, right? They still got yeah. Latang, Gensel, not to mention, obviously, Crosby and Malkin, but I figured those were those were guarantees. And it, But it's just the rest... The rest of the group around them, like John Moreno is really nice. But beyond that, I like, I don't know. I don't know. Paul, maybe you not picking the Penguins to make the playoffs jeopardizes your relationship, but could be right. Yeah, I'm, I'm declining to comment on this. <laughs> your lawyers have, have, uh, have told you otherwise. Yeah, I tried. I tried making it up to her by drafting her husband. Um, in fantasy, which is Crosby, but she said it wasn't uh, wasn't even yet. So we're not going to okay. dig ourselves a bigger hole here. Well, I think it would be pretty wild if the Penguins sucked, and even better, they haven't shown it yet. But I'm not convinced Washington's going to be awesome either. 
And if all of a sudden you have the greatest superstar rivalry happening for the, for the first overall pick, I don't know. I think some crazy things can happen, especially with Ovechkin in his contract year. I know he said he'd only play for Washington and all that, but who, who you know. I think something may have changed just not too long ago with longtime Boston Bruins, Dano Chara, joining his team. Maybe Ovechkin takes a look at that and says, huh, Chara, this, like, not lifelong, but tenured Bruin player, no one thinks he's going anywhere else in his career. He can switch teams. Why can't uh, why can't I try that out? Maybe he gets that idea in his head. Keith, I just feel like you're you and I are just always on the same wave path, wavelength, wave path. Because I'd like to bridge over to to the Bruins. Now the Bruins needed overtime to get past the New Jersey Devils, and then used overtime to not get past the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> I are the Bruins okay? Yeah. I just think Blackwood is unbelievable. They got me. He is so good. Yeah, but like he faced a million shots. No, no, no. Listen, like, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like they, uh, like Blackwood stole a point in the first game. Boston very much ran that game, but Boston is was lucky to get to overtime uh, in that second game. New Jersey ran the show. Yeah, I don't think New Jersey's gonna be a good team. Um, Blackwood will probably steal them points like he's been doing. I think the Bruins will be all right. Once Pasta comes back and they start getting in their groove again, they'll be fine. Now, but we looked at their defense and... That's the concerning part for me. Oh, yeah. And, like... And their depth know. isn't what it used to be. I don't know, man. I think I think there could be some crazy things. Now, obviously, my Buffalo pick make the playoffs. Well, that's off yeah. to a rocky start. But... There, there could be some serious like playoff change in that that Eastern Division. Playoff yeah, I don't even remember if, who's in that division. It's the Metro plus Boston and Buffalo. It, you know what? From the start of the season, it doesn't really seem like any of the teams want to make the playoffs. Boston's played like poo. Uh, Pittsburgh yeah. sucks. Oh, I guess Philly. Philly, I guess, would be it. And yeah. like, I think the Islanders—they're doing all right. I think. Well, they got shelled. They just got handled nothing. by the yeah. Rangers. Oh, yeah. Not a good start for uh, rookie goalie there, Sororkin. To yes. be fair, he came in, like, last minute, too. Yeah, Marlamov went down with an injury in, in the warm-ups, so that's but never we're good. Not, we're, not, we're not supposed to be fair on this episode. He's a, he's nope. a bust. Yeah, overreaction to everything. I forgot, I forgot we're overreacting. All Someone's right. going to take this – well, one of our, like, five listeners is going to take this very seriously and then stop listening to us. Damn it. So then we're done. There goes 33% of our listeners. Like four. Um, <laughs> now, this next note I put in before, or I, I forgot to take it out, but I'm just going to use it anyway, is everyone sleeping on the Blues. That was after they, they uh, pretty convincingly beat Colorado 5-2 on opening night. And then they proceeded to lose 8 nothing the next day. Yikes. I so, think they're missing Petra Angelo more than everybody thought they would. They're like, oh, Krugel fill his shoes. And it's like, hey... Petrangelo has uh, got some pretty big feet. Can we confirm that? I'm just going to go ahead and assume that one. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Yeah, he's a professional athlete. They always do. So, yeah, I, I was listening to a number of podcasts, and actually a couple people brought this up. The Blues were number one in the West last year, right? When the when the, the, when the world came Stoppage. to Yeah. Oh, yes. And it wasn't particularly close. They were ahead by like seven points. In mid March, 
And that was without Tarasenko. Like, and they still don't have him. Yeah, and they say, I mean, yeah. But they do have Mike Offman, who is something. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels, it feels like no one's giving the Blues the respect that maybe they deserve. You know, Can we also... Tough two years ago. Sorry. On, like, a flip side to this, looking at Vegas, I know they're still a good team, but I was looking at their roster the other day, and it just seems like adding Petrangelo, like, really took away from a lot of other things. Well, they had to shed so many contracts to fit him in there. It's like, you can't sacrifice that much depth and be completely okay. Yeah. Like, their forward lines honestly don't look great. What are they? Actually, it's not that bad. But, like, you have Pacioretty and Stone on your first line. So, okay, unbelievable. Your center is Chandler Stevenson. Okay. Uh, he's best in hockey. It's, that's a weird one. Then you have Marjorie Carlson Smith. That's a great second line. Classic line. Alex Tuck, Cody Glass, Nicholas Waugh. Honestly, okay, you're nice. bringing rookies in because you have to save money. Then you have Will Carrier, Thomas Noshik, and Ryan Reeves on your fourth line. So it really sounds like they're missing a just a top line center type of thing. They are, but then also like their left side of the D is questionable. So we're just gonna go through the whole team. You have Brady McNabb and Alex, Alex Petrangelo. So Petrangelo obviously is carrying that. Alec Martinez, Shea Theodore. Okay, Theodore's carrying that. Nicholas Hegg and Zach Whitecloud. Like, that left side, for a team that was supposed to be a powerhouse on D after getting Petrangelo, that doesn't seem great. I don't know. It just seems like that was a lot to give up for Petro. So I hope it's worth it for them. Speaking of things to give up if you're Vegas, it sounds like the thing they need most is a top-line center, right? Yes. No, there's a top line center on the block. Hmm. Could who's not that expensive? Who's not that expensive? And I mean, they still have some pretty good prospect capital from that basically that first year draft where they fleeced everyone. Yep. Could could Vegas make a play for Dubois? I think that'd actually be an awesome fit. I yeah. oh. mm. thinking about Dubois was still like just oh, that's deadly. We're adding on to this overreaction. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that Let's guy, see. Pierre-Luc Dubois is like the epitome of a Western Conference like superstar. Yeah, under he the is. radar in general media and just really, really good, but you don't know it unless you're constantly watching his games. And, and yeah. he wants to be in a bigger market. Vegas is definitely that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're the, like the epitome of the gambling world. The no, problem I mean, is they I- have no money. That is true. That is true. I don't know. I think what's Dubois at five? Yeah, he's at five for two years. Now, does it really matter who you send back in order to get the money? So, like, let's just say they, you know, they put together the lowest amount package or the lowest package you could for five, like a five million, like as in like of impact players. But Cody Glass is going with them. Cody Glass being the first draft pick they ever got. Um, he was sixth overall. I don't know. I, I think, and we'll actually, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. Uh, I think Dubois is like the best case scenario for a lot of the prospects that Columbus is apparently asking for. You know, like if Cody Glass turns out to be Pierre-Luc Dubois, that's pretty incredible. But what are actually the odds that he gets that good? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. Okay, let's flip to Montreal then, which is where apparently like, 
he wants to go or everyone wants him to go because, you know, he's French-Canadian. And they're asking for Nick Suzuki. Now, Nick You're Suzuki smart. has been extremely impressive to start the season, no doubt. I no hate doubt it at all. But he looks so good. But I'm sorry. If Nick Suzuki turns into Pierre-Luc Dubois, that's like his ceiling. No, no. According to Montreal fans and some writers, he is going to be better than one Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, we, we got to pump the brakes there. We're talking about overreacting. That That's an <laughs> overreaction. Holy. Nah, like. He's good, but. He, like, he's, I think he could be a, like, he's going to be an awesome top six center. Whether he's, oh, like, yeah. like, borderline top line, probably. And that's, like, with his stock going up. Like, being Pierre-Luc Dubois or trading for him, uh, like, that would be, like, you're getting Pierre-Luc Dubois. I don't know if you get that out of Nick Suzuki. So, if you were Montreal, you would be offering, like, a one-for-one kind of thing. Uh, I don't think they'd take a one-for-one. But if they wanted to do one-for-one Nick Suzuki for Pierre-Luc Dubois, I would do that if I was Montreal in a heartbeat. Yeah, because like the proposed counter was Kakanyemi and Mete and like a pick or something. I, again, similar Which, to Nick Suzuki, except a bit of a lower stock. If Kakanyemi could turn into Pierre Luc Dubois, or what are the odds Kakanyemi turns into Pierre Luc Dubois? You know, a lot lower than Suzuki's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> also true. Now, I just, I don't know. I don't think there's many prospects you don't trade for. You don't trade for a Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like, and, I, and this isn't just like a pick on Montreal. If, you know, prior to injury, uh, Nick Robertson, absolutely. Every day of the week, you trade him for Pierre-Luc Dubois. If Robertson could become Pierre-Luc Dubois, that would be, that would be crazy. That's not his ceiling. Paul, I feel like you disagree. No, I was kind of waiting because I haven't heard Keith's sweet voice in a while. I've been talking too much. Uh, I largely agree. If you can upgrade from Nick Suzuki, who, by the looks of it, will be an elite NHL player, somewhere in the top six, someone every single team will want to have. But if you can get Pierre-Luc Dubois right now, and Montreal has showed us they want to win right now, I think you got to do it. Yeah, I think so as well. Like, Sure. Columbus might want to get greedy with it, ask for picks on top of that. I'm not familiar with Montreal's entire prospect pool, but maybe there's other people they're eyeing. But a trade focused around Suzuki, I would definitely consider that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Especially because, like, he fits the bill so well for Montreal. He's exactly what they're looking for. They don't have a true number one center. They haven't in forever. And they he's French-Canadian. Yeah, they tried with Drew and they tried with Domi. Now you got two guys that like have potential to be there, but they're not yet. And if you're in win-now mode, take advantage of, you know, uh, Weber's years, years remaining, I guess, whatever. Like, that's that's the guy. He's your guy. On top like, of that, take advantage of a year where you're in – statistically the easiest division to make the playoffs yep exactly and you have to play through each other just like a canadian team's guaranteed up to what like a semifinals the final four yeah yeah 
Like, this is a good year to go all in. A Canadian team to win the Cup only needs to beat eight teams. The six in the Canadian division, and then whoever they face in the conference, and if they be, win there, the, semi, the Stanley Cup final. This is the year, if you're a Canadian team and you're close, to go all in. And it's not like he's old Very either. He's the same age as well, Matthews and all that. He's 22 or 23. He seems so much older just because. Because he looks like he always looks angry. I suppose that's what you he get. Well, I would too if I had to live in Columbus. <laughs> Deal with courts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith going to waste away another year of Prime McDavid and Drysaddle? Yep. Well, Mike Smith doing that by being injured long term. Yeah. How dare like, he? Like I, I didn't understand that. I did not understand why they signed him again. Because there weren't make a lot of free agent goal to owe. Oh. oh, there were. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So wait, you're, so, decided... you're telling me, you you guys are telling me that there was a Vesna caliber goaltender on the market this year that and you could have gotten from your division rival, but instead went to your provincial rival. <clears throat> Miko Koskinen is awesome. He had a a good game. Well, he he actually had a fine season last year. It's just I don't. He's not a one, he's not a starting number one goalie. He can be your one B, and like in a pinch, do what he's doing now. But you can't I rely. Think, I don't think you can rely on him. I think if anything, what the first few games in this Canadian division have shown us is that goalies are going to be so important here. Each team has its own struggles on defense, yet has like an offensive group that can compete with any other team in the league almost so goalies are going to need to stand on their head heads occasionally and Edmonton is not set up for that no and I like I think it's unequivocal they have the worst goaltending in, in the north division wow well like can I just throw out another hot take hmm. McDavid got better oh my god that's just not fair yeah like yeah. does Chell have a rating above 99 for him can we do that <laughs> No, he looks absolutely like insane, and 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 he, there's nothing gonna nothing's gonna materialize from it. He's gonna win probably Derek Ross in the heart. Actually, he won't win the heart because people that need to vote for someone to make the playoffs won't, won't vote for him because Edmonton's gonna miss. I don't. I don't. What if it. they trade for Flurry? What if they take some of Vegas's cap problems off their hands? Ooh. Okay. Now, so then now Vegas can go after Dubois. Ooh, it's all coming together. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. We're gonna get this. Hold on, hold on. And, oh, that creep up. So on a very lesser note, as I think you're looking something up, Mac. I saw a bunch of tweets of like, how can the Leafs finesse the Oilers by giving them Aaron Dell? Oh, I yeah. like this chaos way better. All right. Uh, so one one small snag. The Edmonton Oilers have exactly zero dollars in cap cap space. Ah. Literally zero. Cap friendly reads zero. Oh, I did not know that. Me I think either. Vegas was the exact same. <laughs> Where the heck did all their money go? Uh, all right. So, yeah, that's a bit of an issue. Man, if, if only they hadn't spent $4 million on Chris Russell. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's painful. Or 3.2 on Zach Cassian. What? 
I know he had oh a good god. year, but five years. Oh my god! Wow. All right, so but... you, you can you can do it. You can clear something out. That's where teams like Detroit need to be like, yeah, we'll take a contract off your hands for a second round pick. Detroit, call him who, Detroit. Yep. <laughs> who beat uh, Carolina last night? Wow, way to go, Detroit! Good for them to get a, one of very few wins. No, I think yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm upset that Edmonton's going to probably miss the playoffs again because of their goaltending because they just refuse to address it. I know. So we heard, and I, I presume we'll talk about it in a bit, but we heard uh, Eichel basically almost confirm that he's going to ask for a trade if Buffalo misses the playoffs this year. Like, what's what are we at on the ticker for, Matt, for uh, McDavid? Ooh, I don't know. If I'm McDavid, I'm asking out very soon if they keep missing or not doing well how is how soon is very soon paul well how long has he been in the league i know how long has he been in the league five six years five or six yeah and he had one good run uh um i i think he's they're gonna play it off as this wasn't a real season kind of thing if they don't do well i don't think he's gonna buy that Hey, this you one might didn't count. Just... Yeah, someone won the cup, but this didn't count for your purposes here. Right, and I, I totally agree, but McDavid seems like the kind of guy who might be, um, you know, one of those boring hockey players that's like, I'm loyal to my team. Hey, Paul, so you, you might, know who else you is might a just boring credit... hockey player who seemed loyal to their team? John Tavares. Uh, I know. Yeah. Listen, if I'm McDavid, I'm giving it one more season after this, and if they do nothing, I want out. Oh my God. If I'm McDavid, I'm talking to Leon and we're pulling like LeBron to Miami with like, we're colluding all the way. Can you imagine? (laughs) I know Florida. No. Um, But it's, I don't know. I'm with, I'm with Keith. Like I'm pretty sure this is like a the make or break here in part. Like it's almost the reverse to, you know, this is, this isn't like a real season. This is the main, this is the season. We have no that can make it worse. Our biggest competition Ooh. are the, the choke heavy Leafs. Like, yeah, when is, is Matthews one out? Uh, we still got, I think we got a bit of time, but I think so. It's just like it's because it feels like it feels like the team is or the players are letting Toronto down more than the players at Edmonton are letting them down. It feels like management's more letting the Oilers down by not addressing like the massive concern in that and mcdavid's mcdavid like that yeah you can carry a team unfortunately i think matthews will be able to he's not quite there yet but it's it's a different situation like connor mcdavid's the greatest hockey player in the league we we know that and like he said like he's gotten better it's insane i would you be you would you guys be surprised if he averaged two points a game this year? Not at all. No. I can see him doing three just because. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a lie. <laughs> like a hundred and sixty-eight points in fifty-six games. He's not Nikita Zaitsev, all right. <laughs> the leaf killer. Literally. Zaitsev leads the league in plus minus thus far. What's going on? Greatest value contract in the league. <laughs> On pace for uh, 84 points, I believe. I think he does it. That and better. All right, let's talk about one more thing just before 
Actually, I, I we queued it up, teed it up. Let's uh, let's go to the Sabers. I know I picked them to make the playoffs, uh, but we basically got word this week that that if they don't make it, that Eichel's going to want to trade. McDavid for Eichel. I actually well. Uh, Hold on, I'm looking. Uh, does McDavid? I'm sure he has no move or no trade, right? Yes, he must. So he's definitely videoing going to Buffalo, but that would be something to really consider on both sides. You know what I mean? Like, uh, McDavid where doesn't they have play a no move yet. He doesn't. No, it like it because you're not allowed to until you reach a certain amount of years in the NHL. So it hasn't kicked in yet. No, instead, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Okay, we're overreacting, right? Paul, yeah. as much fun as that trade would be, I think those guys look at the other situations like, why would I want to make a lateral <laughs> move here? <laughs> but if they don't, I know, like that's the thing, right? But if they don't have a choice, like if you're in management, you like if you need to trade either one of those guys, you need a return. And what better return than literally a swap? Obviously, Buffalo would have to do more to get McDavid, but damn. It can't be like a Ryan O'Reilly situation in Buffalo. Like you need to get value. Is there a three-team deal between Montreal, Buffalo, and Columbus that gets Columbus an even better center in Eichel? Oh. Even better yet, Vegas gets Eichel. Somehow. And Line A. Even better yet, Tampa somehow gets Dubois and Eichel because, you know. <laughs> they don't have a cap. No, they're just going to give them fake surgery, put them on IR, and then they're going to come back for the playoffs when the cap does, isn't around and just have the most ridiculous team in the world. I think Buffalo still makes it. I, I'm sticking by that. But if they don't, Eichel doesn't seem like the McDavid type to sit around, kind of like what Paul was mentioning. I, he seems like the kind of guy that, that really takes a hold of the situation. And I think, with especially with a fresh GM in Kevin Adams, I think he forces his hand. Yeah, I can see Eichel taking a page out of James Harden's book and just very publicly being, yeah, I've tried. I just don't want to be here anymore. It's over for me. And I mean, it's not, I don't think his PR would be hit much at all because, you know, Sabres yeah, front offense that. isn't a, isn't a, doesn't have a sterling record. True, but hockey culture is very like, oh, come on, be loyal to the team that would trade you in an instant. Oh, nauseating. <laughs> Yeah, like look how much more fun everything else is. Like, I don't know. As a rock in the NBA, a lot of fun. Why can't like Voracek? Oh uh, yes, that's the last of, thing oh, I wanted to talk well, about. Okay, okay, never mind. That? Okay, we'll save. We'll save it. We'll save it. No, 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 no. We're no. This is the last topic before we hit the segment. So let's talk about it now because I did have it on the agenda. I honestly just forgot. Voracek like, chose violence that morning. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, can we have more of that? Because watching like even for Leafs games like the guys they interview they all say the same thing and I'm sure every other team does it's just boring like give us something do you want to explain what happened for anyone who doesn't know it's uh post game they just beat the Penguins and it's Voracek and Travis Konechny sitting at like those tables and being asked questions and one reporter asked about what feels kind of different about this season and starting off? A very innocent know. question. It was very innocent, but I guess there is some kind of beef there because Voracek just said, it doesn't matter what I say because you're going to write. Wow. Anyways, so 
and then he called him a snake and he wasn't going to answer the original question. Like, I it was there a must weasel. be. Yeah, it was oh, a yeah, weasel. Sorry, you're right. Ball. It was a weasel, weasel. Sorry. But, okay, you don't have to go that far for every interview. I'm not saying that. But, I am. Okay, well, I mean, someone should have done that to uh, Steve Simmons. To be fair, Matthews was polite Matthews, about it. I know. But I want more chaos. I know. Give us something, man. Like, stop with the, oh, we played a good game, team effort. We know. We watched it. Well, so so apparently, what go, between this reporter and Voracek, uh, there was something, like, way back, like, I think three years ago, uh, and he wrote some article about Voracek laughing about, uh, like, one of his coaches bad-mouthing him to the press or something like that. Something where his words were taken way at way way out of context. Uh, so someone online was like, "This is you know what it's about." I don't know why Voracek waited till like now to say anything. And Voracek responded to him, saying, "This guy has avoided me in person ever since." So for <laughs> three years, this reporter avoided uh, Voracek in the locker room. You know where, you know they all are. Um, and that this was their very first interaction. So he was holding on till now. Voracek's petty. I love it. Even on social media, he calls like people out. He's not afraid. But good for him because like I don't know what it is, but I don't obviously live in Philadelphia, but I follow like the Flyers quite a bit. So on like social media, like he gets not bad mouth, but like for some reason, a lot of Flyers fans rip him. I and feel saying, like every like, he's team overrated. has one. Sorry. Yeah. Every team has one player that, as soon as things turn bad, it's like, well, this guy's the entire reason. If we trade him for like a bag of st- a bag of pucks, we'll be good to go. It's who's, true. They, there's always a scapegoat. But who's Ottawa's now? It was Cody CC, and then it Cody was, was ours. You know what? We gotta <laughs> we gotta have this season play out, but it's definitely gonna be the aforementioned Eric Branson. It's going to be like, well, they should have never given up a pick for him. He's definitely not coming back after this year. He's a complete liability. I am calling that now. That's going to happen. He fits the bill because he was kind of that for Pittsburgh. And And the Ducks. Yeah, and the Ducks. But you're right when you said it earlier. Like, he actually looked very solid against the Leeds, those two games. I was impressed. Well, blind squirrels right twice a day. Squirrel. A clock? It's a blind blue. clocks are right twice a day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our fantasy draft segment. So you guys know it, you guys love it, I hope, because we do. Uh it's the it's the segment where we draft to draft players from teams that we're choosing. Uh the first couple ones were really good. Then we changed it up and uh put a fun twist on it. That one was awesome. So we're trying another twist today. In this twist, you can still you know, you pick the team and then everyone has to draft from that team. But this time, there's uh, specifications on the type of player you can pick. The player must be at least 25 years old and they mustn't have won a cup yet. Keith, pick a number between one and three. Uh, it'll be three. All right, you're going first. Uh, Paul, you have more letters in your first name than I do. So you're going third. And I'm going to say that's not true, but okay. I meant yeah, my Paul shortened versus... named. Okay. So Cheater. in Paul's shortened, shortened name. <laughs> pa. Pow? <laughs> <laughs> pa. Technically, my name is shortened. 
what the what? Italian version. What what's your what's the Italian version? Paolo. They just literally add an O. Okay, All so. right, so the draft. Okay, <laughs> yes. So um, as per usual, we're going uh, six forwards, uh, four defensemen. We will go center and wings, but we won't differentiate between left wing and right wing. So if you wanted to put Ovechkin on your right wing, you're fine. I mean, the NHL writers did it one year. Uh, also, another point of clarification. Is this career to date or current? Huh? Like, if I draft Joe Thornton, am I getting current Joe Thornton or am I getting lifetime Joe Thornton? Ooh. Current. Oh. Current? I was going to say prime. Because if you, like, we're allowed to draft retired guys, right? No. No, it's current. Oh, yeah, because oh, we got Because we're still picking from a team. True. Yeah, like, Keith will say, like, Toronto. I mean, that'd be a terrible pick. But if Keith said Toronto, Everybody. We'd, we'd have to pick from no. Toronto. So I couldn't pick, like, Gilmore. Actually, Gilmore has a cup, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, All okay. Right. Got it. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you're starting, Keith. So, yeah, we're doing, we're doing career. Or, no, Cur- current. Which current. is it? Current, right now. If All right. right now. All right. I'm sorry. And I'm do sorry. I get first pick of the team I choose? Yes. Well, then we are going to go with the San Jose Sharks, and I get Eric Carlson. Nice. Nice pick. I will. Oh, man. God, that team sucks. <laughs> I'll go with Brent Burns. Wrong. No. Uh, you're right. This team does suck. Um, like, I guess Couture. You sound say real it. confident. Yeah, say it with some. Some oomph. Logan Couture. Yeah, I can I can taste the excitement in your voice. All right. Absolutely. Uh, with the second pick in the fantasy draft, I will choose Colorado and Nathan McKinnon, who is 25. I just wow. looked that up and I'm really upset wow. that's not where I went. There you go. So we Paul, really should have upped it. Nope. <laughs> I disagree with that. All right, Paul, who are you taking from uh, from Colorado, who's at least 25 years old? Pretty sure Rantanen's 24, you rapscallion, or 23. Uh, I guess Landeskog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that just leaves me with Nazim the Dream. <laughs> Wait, he didn't win a cup with Toronto? <laughs> what? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Dang. He, or Paul, um... it's back to you, or it's up to you. I will pick. I don't know how old he is. Um. Okay. 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 I'm going to pick the Florida Panthers. Oh, that's oh, what I was gosh. looking at. Okay. All right. And I will go with one. I'm gonna go Huberto. Okay. I'll go Huberto. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I'm up. Yep. Give me Barkov. You don't have to. You don't. You didn't have to. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, I'm well aware. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, do I go with Ekblad? Do I go with Bob? I don't think Dude, Bob will Bob. get me. I don't think Bob you don't want current Bob. Current Bob's injured. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe I should just go with Keith Yandel, who hasn't won a cup. I don't think. No, I don't believe so. No, no, no. I guess I'll, I'll go Ekblad. You could sound a little bit happier about it. Yes, I get the most handsome hockey player now in the NHL. Okay. 
Eric and Branson. Actually, yeah, and he's not he's not bad. Not bad. Prince Charming. I will die on that hill. <laughs> you throw back to season one. All right, Keith, you're up. Well, let's keep on this former senator's train. We're gonna go with the Vegas Golden Knights and I will add <laughs> Mark Stone. Well, that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. Is yeah, that's a really good one. I uh, I almost picked Petrangelo. I'll go with uh, Pacioretty. Interesting. Okay. Um. Oh, I'm Steve. I'll go with uh, Robin Lanner. Good call. All right, I'm up, and I'm gonna do a strategy pick and take the Toronto Maple Leafs and pick Morgan Riley. Oh wow! I hate you. And Paul, you're up. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll go with John Tavares. Oh my god, I forgot about Tavares. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, um, how you doing, buddy? Hey, um, Warinsky. Strategy. Okay, fair point. Um, I'm gonna go TJ Brody. I don't think that was very Brody. strategic. Hey, you did not alone. do one there, Mac. No, no. All right, Paul. Okay, I'm going to say the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, it's going to be a layup because I can't take another center. So I will go with Claude Drew because he also plays wing. Huh. Hmm. I think I'm going to keep adding to uh, my decoy here. How old is. No, he's too young, isn't he? Provorov? Yeah, I think so. I think by a. Oh, he might like just. I'm, I'm checking just for you, just in case. 24. Oh, well, that's just rude. Okay, well, he is the man of the episode. Give me Jacob Voracek. Woo! Uh, I'll take Sean Couturier to have the best center depth. Freaking Couture always ruins center depth for everybody when we play this game. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) Always. All right, Paul. uh, Keith. Keith. I think it is me, indeed. Huh. Who are we down to? So, I've got... Six picks here, which means we have what five left? Three, four, yeah, five. Five is what we got. Okay, well, no. speaking of goalies, I guess I will go Canadians and Carey Price. That's all um, right, I guess. Okay, I will take overpaid Josh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Take it. laughs> Dang, I was, I was gonna take him. Um, I guess I'll go Petrie. He's still pretty good. Didn't he win a cup with Edmonton? Uh, I'm very funny. All right. I'm up. I'll go Calgary Flames, stay with the Canadian division, and take uh, Jonathan Goudreau. Interesting. He's a child. Can't tell me otherwise. He's a man child. He's a 27 year old child. And Paul, it's up to you. And um, as much as you may like to, you can't pick Andrew Mangiapani. He's only 24. <laughs> um, I'll go Giordano. Interesting. I will take the Tachuk. 24. Is he? Yep. What? How is he so young? Because, yeah, Tachuk <laughs> is the first pick as well. I agree oh, with I you. I thought you guys were just being goofballs. All right. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a separate thing. I pivoted Matthew real Chuck hard to goofball there. Jeez. Uh, My Calgary knowledge is limited. What about... Sean Monahan plays center, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Uh, jeez. Wow, Lindholm. Really Lindholm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lindholm is eligible yeah. by a year. Ooh. And he's going on my wing then. 
Nice. All right, Paul. Uh-oh. We got breaking news. Sorry. Okay. Arendelle and Jason Spezza on waivers. Oh. Interesting. So help me if someone takes Spezza, I will fight them. It's going to be Ottawa, if anyone. No. Could you imagine. No. Oh, my God. Can. I hope they oh. do. Everyone would be so mad. Just for the memes. That would be so funny. That sucks, man. Why? That would be really funny. I'm kind of rooting for that. All right, Paul. Okay. Um, hmm, what do I need? I need a Wires. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I will go with the Winnipeg Jets. Damn it. That's who I was going to go with. And I will take... Ooh, I don't know if he's old enough. Can I check the ages? Uh, who are you looking to take? Kyle Connor. He's 24. <sighs> 24. God damn it. All right, um, I'll go with Wheeler. That's still pretty good. Wow, this is going to work out great for me. Oh, is uh, am I yeah, up? It's, yeah, it's you. It's you. Ooh, how old is Morrissey there on the blue line? He's 25. Oh, I'm going to take Morrissey there on the blue line. And I was going to use my next selection on this guy, so uh, glad Paul did it for me. I'll take Hellebuck. Oh, that's a Oh, damn it. All righty, Keith, we got two more to go. We do yep. indeed. Huh. Okay, good. Just making sure. So, so. <laughs> what positions are you guys left with? Oh, damn it. I was hoping you wouldn't ask. I have only wingers I can take. You have, I have only wingers? defense. Interesting indeed. So, that means we're going to go with the New York Rangers, and Artemi Panarin is joining my team. Did Artemi Panarin not win a Stanley Cup? Oh, did he? Ooh, with Chicago? Hon- I honestly am not positive. I don't know. When did he come in? He might have been right after. Oh my god, he's the year after. So am I still good? Yeah, you get a You're good. It. Oh, that was a close one. Oh, that sucks. Damn. Well, now I'm upset. Now I don't want to play. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm going full Aaron and not playing. Let's go with uh, Chris Kreider. <laughs> All right. Paul, you want to take Tony D'Angelo now? Um, actually, I was looking at uh, Jack Johnson, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I assume Truba's old enough. He should be, right? Yeah, he is. All right, I guess we got to take Truba. Uh, so, Keith, what do you have left? I've got one D-man. One D-man. Paul, you're also a D-man? Yep. All right. Let's go Buffalo, and I'll take Taylor Hall. Ah, one team with, like, a <laughs> youth blue line. So, unfortunately, the best pick here is arguably Rasmus Risalainen. That's very unfortunate. I mean, wait. Jake McCabe is an assistant captain. Interesting. Why? Actually, so yeah, you have Jake McCabe you can pick from, Brandon Montour, Colin Miller, Rasmus Ristolainen, Matt Irwin. Matt Irwin, guys. Wait, is it me or Keith? It's you, Paul. Oh, I'm sorry, Keith. Um, I'm going to have to go with Rasmus. That's that's fine. Um, Don't you want some I think I'm going to go Colin Miller. Not Jake McCabe? Not Jake McCabe. Wow, that hurts. That's a cool name, though. That hurts. Well, there you have it. That's the uh, conclusion of the fancy draft. Uh, who would like to start? I had first pick. I'll give her a go. Okay. All right. So I've got up front my top line of Panarin, Barkov, and Stone with a second line of Voracek, Kadri, and Lindholm. And then on the blue line, Carlson and TJ Brody, and backed up by Morrissey and Miller with Price and Nett. Uh, I'll go next, I presume. Uh, I have a top line of Goudreau, McKinnon, and Pacioretty, followed up with Chris Kreider, Sean Couturier, and Taylor Hall. On the blue line, I got Riley and Shea Weber with Ekblad and Burns, and then I got Hellebuck in that. All right. 
I have Landeskog, Tavares, Huberdo, and then Drew, Couture, Wheeler with Giordano, Petrie, and then Ristolainen, Truba with Laner in the net. All righty, gentlemen. So what we'll do is, obviously, you can't vote for yourself. So vote, so vote for first and second, I suppose. I, I have mine. I've got mine. We're waiting. Wait, what are we doing? We're ranking them? Yeah, like not, not yourself. Not myself, obviously. It's almost as if you listened. I'm going to be honest, I was texting. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's start with Paul, because I don't believe him. I have Keith and then you. Oh, rude. Sorry. It's okay. I have Keith and then you. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, then Paul. Woo! Oh. All right, so there you have it. First time champion Keith wins. Proud of you, buddy. Thanks. Paul comes dead last. One. That's most important. Uh, Keith, yeah. you got anything to say about your big victory? Um, I expect my trophy. I expect my trophy. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll mail it to you. Thank you. All right, time to move to the staple of the podcast, uh, the trivia. And this week for trivia, we're going back to uh, our tried and tested ways of doing the guess who, although it is changed instead of players that have played at least a thousand games. It's over the past 10 years, players that have led the league in scoring after the first day of NHL play. So that means that if only three teams played on the first day of the NHL season in 2010, 2011, only a player from those three teams would be eligible and whichever one had the most points. Now it's worth mentioning as well, that if there was a tiebreaker or like if like 17 players had two points, uh, I, we, I just opted for whoever had the most goals. So if there was a player with two assists and a player with two goals, only the player with two goals was taken. That way this list is only 16 players long and not about a hundred. So there are ties in there. Yes, but like you don't actually, you don't need to know who it was. It's just all these players have led the league in uh, in scoring after day one. That can be worked into your question. Like, I feel like you guys should know who was leading the league in scoring after day one of the 16-17 season. Yes. So, so if you guys wanted to ask, and I don't know if you guys checked, but maybe if you know who was leading after this season, you could also, that could be one of your yes or no questions. To remind you guys, you guys are playing together. I'm going to do the random number simulation. It'll give me which player I pick. And then I'm going to go to his hockey reference page. You guys ask me yes or no questions. You guys have 20 questions to try and figure it out. Are you ready? Sure. Wow. The enthusiasm. So I'm right. really upset about Jason Spencer being on waivers. I'm sorry. Well, tough. Uh, I have the first player and I'm pulling up the hockey reference page. So whenever you guys are ready. Is this player still active? Yes. Okay, I'm going to assume that we can't do the whole narrowing it down by team with yes or no. Uh, I'll let you narrow it down to the division that they're in. Is that current or at the time? Yeah. <laughs> up to you. I don't remember the current ones, really. Well, I guess you can look it up. I don't really care. All right. Uh, so this player is active. Is this player a forward? Yes. Paul, mm. if you want to chime in. Yeah, is this anything. player Canadian? Yes. Huh. Doesn't really narrow it down much, but <laughs> does this player play for a Canadian team? Ooh. Uh 
are you asking for when they were leading scorer or right now? Uh, give me leading score, like the year they did it. No. How about right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Sorry, what time? Like, what are the, uh, what's the era we're in? Uh, so the oldest uh, NHL leader after day one was in the 2010-2011 season. So okay, cool. you've only got 10 years uh, to work with. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not going way back. So you guys are five questions in. You know it's an active forward who is Canadian, playing for a Canadian team, but was leading the league in scoring when he was not on a Canadian team. Hmm. Paul, why don't you do some help and stop worrying about Jason Spezza? He'll be fine. Um, is it Jason Spezza? No. Um, I mean, that technically could work, but... Sorry, but not really. No, he was playing for Dallas for a bit. Dallas. He led the league in scoring after one day, and now he plays for a Canadian team type of thing. Is it Jason Spezza? It's not Jason Spezza. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, sorry, I know this is a stupid question, but you you haven't given us the year, right? Like we're just guessing a player that's been in that time frame. Correct. You can okay. ask, like you can try and say, is it this year? Remember, it has to be yes or no, a yes or no question. Yeah. Okay. Is it before 2016? Which 2016? 2016, 17. No. Okay. So that's like four years to work with. Interesting um, math. Um, is it after 2012, 2013? I said it wasn't before. 16, 17. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so, so it's we, more recent. Yeah, so we don't um, count that one. Hmm. You, you guys can talk it out. I think who was brainstorm. No, now, it, it doesn't even matter who was good because yeah. it's a one-off. It's one, one day. day. I know. Um, I would try and narrow down maybe who you can pick from, player like team-wise. Is this player currently on Ottawa? Yeah, we'll we'll do this. It's okay. I don't care. Is this player currently in the western half of Canada? No. Hmm. So it's either Montreal or Toronto. Was this player at the time in the central? Like no. as in the original central. Yeah, the year that they were leading scorer? Yeah. No. Is it John Tavares? No. Nice guess, though. You're at 11 questions. So we got nine more. Uh, is it? Is he on Toronto? Maybe. Is that a yes? Yes. <laughs> so, Paul, it's not Tavares. It's not Spezza. It's got to be Joe Thornton, right? Is it Joe Thornton? No. Who else? Who other? What other Canadian players are on this team that led the league in scoring after a day? that we're on an American team. So it's not Brody, because he was coming from uh, yeah. um Definitely not Bogosian. Well, that's rude. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hope it's not Bogosian. Sir, Tommy Wingles is on this list. Oh, okay. Oh, no, Bogosian's American, though. Um, who else is there? Paul, you're... Paul, you're the Leafs fan here. Yeah, I'm I know, is, but this is upsetting. I'm thinking of the lines. I've already Paul, guessed for so many I'm... reasons, this is looking so bad on you. All the reasons. Why am I blanking? Uh, is think, Muzzin think... Canadian? He is. Is it Muzzin? And he's on LA. That could be it. It's not Muzzin. What? Paul is defending all of Leafs. The only right other now. one I can think of is Paul. It's your boy Wayne Simmons. And if it's not that, I'm out with guesses. Okay. Is it Wayne Simmons? Paul, you should be ashamed of yourself. 
Of course it's Wayne Simmons. What's wrong with you? I don't right. know. Well, you well let's do better this next one. Yeah, that was that was pretty okay. bad. But yeah, Wayne Simmons uh, had a hat trick to open the season in 2017-18. I vaguely remember that. I don't. All righty. Uh, I have the player. You guys can start guessing. All right. Is this player Canadian? No. Ooh, interesting. Is this player on a Canadian team currently? No. Is this player Tommy Wingles? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> worth a shot. Um, I like the uh, narrowing down the kind of year, so we'll split in half again. Was it before 16, 17? Yep. Okay, I'm writing these down so I can. 13, 14? Yep. So older here. Right. Before uh, 13, 14, not. Is this idiot. player still active? Good question. No. Ooh. So not active. player. That does make it harder. Although I will say, retired, the retired players are pretty famous. So you're not working with like, uh, when did Darius Kasparitis lead the league? <laughs> Wait, just to confirm one thing. When Keith asked, you asked Canadian currently, right? Current I said Canadian, Canadian team. team. Yes. Yeah, so he's right now not playing on an NHL Canadian right. team. So if he's I asked, not playing in the NHL. Was he on a Canadian team when he did this on, that, on this day? Yeah, no. Okay, so American team, not Canadian, not active before 13, 14. That's what we got. When did Yager come back? Um, that's a good question. Hmm. Is this player European? Yes. I mean, if he wasn't Canadian, there was a pretty strong chance he was European. <laughs> yeah, like 50 with the odds. <laughs> hmm. Did this player play in the former East Conference? Uh, at the time? Yes, at the time. No. So it was a Western Conference European player currently retired. Huh. Has this player won a Stanley Cup? Yes. I'm getting like Hosa vibes, but I don't know. Ooh, I like that guess. Um, um, can we narrow it down though? You're at 10 wait, questions. How many guesses do we get? Does it just count as a question? Well, it's called the game is called 20 questions. So yeah, okay. it counts as a question. Sorry, I thought you said how many questions. That would be so rude. <laughs> so this happened before. 2013-14, right? Correct. Was it in the 2010-11 season? No. So it was either 12-13. No, it has to be 12-13 or 11-12. Yes. He was on that Chicago was then, right? Did this team play for Chicago? Did this team? Sorry, player. No. No, so it's not Dang. Hmm. It's like a famous guy? Like we Maybe. Know? Like, okay. Um, like I said, you know everyone on the list. I can't stop thinking about Yager here, but I don't think he played out west in that time, did he? Like, he, when did he? I don't think he played for a west team, did he? No, he definitely had a stop in like Dallas and Calgary, but not in this time. Yeah, because not a Canadian team, so it can't have been the Calgary team. So unless it was Dallas, I don't but... think it's Yager. I do not think it's Yager anymore. Um. Mm. All right, we're at uh, 11, I think. Oh, 12. 12. Let's, go, let's get going. Does this player have a scoring title? Yep. Is it Yager? Yep. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> what? <laughs> With the Dallas Stars, you guys are right. <laughs> you oh, had... I knew it too. I knew it so early on. Yeah, you were like, I'm getting Yager vibes. I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to do a third one. You know, wow. just because let's just do let's do a quick third one. Well done on that one. 
very man i couldn't hold it in when you guys were saying or when keith was like coming to the conclusion that it wasn't yager i got back there don't worry all righty i am good to go when you guys are is it an active player no so another retiree is it tommy wingles <laughs> i don't even know if tommy wingles is retired uh no it's not <laughs> wingles um is this player canadian nope did this player play for a canadian team at any point in their career yes was did... it sorry during canadian. this day yes Okay. So a Canadian player who led the league in scoring, or is this a Canadian player? Uh, Paul no. already asked that. Okay, um, not Canadian, but he played on a Canadian team when he got this. When he currently this. retired, um, it wouldn't be Hosa because he wasn't on Ottawa at that point. Um, hmm. was it before sixteen seventeen? Yep. Okay. Was it after twelve thirteen? Yep. So either 13, 14, 14, 15, or 15, 16. Hmm. You guys got a nice little window here. Was this player on a Canadian team in the western half of Canada? Yes. So Ottawa, or not Ottawa, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, for those three yeah. years. Or, yeah, the famous, famously western Ottawa. Or Winnipeg, damn. Um, yeah, Winnipeg, hmm. I do, it's worth noting, I do consider Winnipeg. Winnipeg, west. Winnipeg is west, yeah. But was Winnipeg in the when did they come back? They were back by then, right? Uh, they were back in the shortened season, right? I'm pretty sure it was so, yeah. first. Winnipeg was okay, in, so was around by then, yeah. Okay. Huh. Not active. You guys are eight. Does this player have a cup? No. Uh, is this player a defenseman? No. So a retired non-Canadian forward doesn't have a cup. Played on the western side of Canada. Or goalie. Maybe goalie led the league in scoring. I do not believe that happened. Um, was it... Was this player... Or did this happen on the 2013-14 season? I don't think so. No. So either 15-16 or 12-13? Yes. Was it 15-16? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. 15-16. How many questions are we at? 12. You got 8 left. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, is it worth I think it's too hard to uh, oh what about if it's a Sadin ooh yeah is this player a Sadin maybe maybe alright you know what screw it yes but you only you have to pick one you lose if you pick the wrong Sadin oh well that's just I'm changing the rules <laughs> of course um, the rules always cater to you Mac yeah, you're damn right they do. All right. <laughs> Choose wisely. Huh. Keith, it's all on you, buddy. Uh, Henrik I've was been the... absolutely useless, so. Was Henrik the more offensive one? I think he finished with more points, right? Yeah, but it, I'm pretty sure he finished with, like, three more points or something stupid like that. Yeah, one three scored, one got assists. <laughs> Their careers um... are, like, identical. It's wild. <sighs> damn it. Why are you putting this all on me, Paul? Yeah, uh, I'm useless. Helping. I'm helping by not helping. I disagree with that. Honestly, I kind of agree. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's lock in Henrik. And episode three ends with a big fat L. 
Oh, damn. Daniel, how didn't you know that it was? I'm kidding. Yeah, Daniel Sedin led it in 1516. Uh, in fact, he shared it with Joe Pavelski that year. Oh. So if we ever do this again, guess Joe Pavelski and uh, Tommy Wingles. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hope you had a good time. I think we did. Uh, we actually are lining up some guests for future episodes. So maybe we'll tease that. Something may happen here or there. Have you guys got anything uh, else you want to say before we, we head off here? I apologize for this episode. Well, okay. So apparently we didn't have fun. I no, mean, I had fun. It was just, I was awful. <laughs> well, that wasn't a great ending. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> wash, uh, wash these hands, uh, whatever Steve usually says. And, I was uh, going to say it. Oh, okay. Uh, you say it. Hold on. <laughs> uh, everyone shut up. Oh my up. God, this is a train wreck. <laughs> everyone shut up. <laughs> and Keith this? says it. <laughs> All right, and go. This is where you say it again. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Catch us usually on Tuesdays, I think. All right. Bye. Bye. Be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice.